The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, joined by the one and only Keith Cork, here to break down this fantastic Wednesday card for you guys. It's April 21st. We've got 12 games of action, fully, fully loaded slate. Uh, we, can, we couldn't get more games on here if we wanted, Keith. I mean, they did. I think we had that. We had a 14 game one one time. I think it was uh, about last. I don't know when it was. There was a 14-game one one time. But, Keith, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. A lot better than last week. I appreciate you holding it down without me. But, uh, but yeah, man, 12 games. I get a nice, juicy, big slate to uh, come back to. I'm excited, man, definitely. Yeah, this is, it makes up for it, you know, just double whammy. It's like, you know, we get, you got the week off, so here's 12 for you. No, I missed you, man. It's always, uh, it's always fun when I get to log on here and know I, uh, I'm doing a podcast with you. Uh, just flows nice and smooth and i got someone that is just coming prepared with the knowledge always i always take something away every single time we do a show together and that's what i love it's no matter how many rocks i could overturn uh you're turning over different rocks man you're looking in different spots different places and you are we're looking at it now uh you're sweating it the prop bet king so if you're ever feeling those those eight the eight plus assist prop bets i'm leaning i'm leaning your way but uh we'll jump into this just after I give a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, my bookie. We talk about them left and right guys. And if you haven't checked them out, you're probably, probably just missing out on free money uh, because my bookie is the number one sports book out there. The only sports book that I trust and it's simple. You head over to my bookie, you sign up, use that promo code hoopball, H O O P B A L L. And they will match your deposit 50% on up to $1,000. So you can put in a thousand dollars. They will give you $500 for free. You could spend that any way you'd like, whether it is betting on some NBA, some MLB, whatever it may be. You could do some parlay action, or you can head over to the fully-fledged casino platform, play some table games, play some slots, whatever it is that you'd love to do at MyBookie. Don't forget to use that promo code when you sign up. It is HoopBall, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. All right, my good friend. I feel like no better way to start a slate than to begin with your team, the Chicago Bulls traveling to Cleveland, taking on the Cavs here. Troy Brown Jr. is doubtful. Zach Levine ruled out. While on the Cavs side, Damian Dotson, Dylan Windler both ruled out. We actually have a game total, 213. Chicago favored by two points in this one. So, Keith, we'll lead with the away team, and I'll pass it over to you. Talk about your bullies. Yeah, man, this is uh, definitely an enticing matchup here. I think that game total is 211.5 is what I got here. Uh, it's a little low, I think. I mean, uh, both these teams are definitely capable of scoring. I do like Kobe White at 5,600. Uh, no Zach Levine. I mean, he's just been very much more involved in the offense, and he's just been playing a lot better recently. I know uh, he's been really looking to, to distribute the rock as well, so as long as he's contributing in more than one way, uh, I think he's a pretty pretty safe play at 5,600, to be honest, uh, for the uh, outsized role he's going to have on the offensive end. I also like Daniel Tice at 3,800. This dude's just been getting more minutes with the Bulls. He's been playing really well. Uh, getting close to that 30-minute mark, so he's getting about you know 28, 29 minutes a game. Uh, and he's you know a, another guy that contributes in multiple ways. He grabs awards. He keeps scores. He shoots threes. I mean, um, the Bulls really like him. They love they love to start him right now, and I think he's going to 
really stick in that starting lineup and, and get pretty pretty solid minutes. So 3800 is a pretty great price tag for that. Uh, and then the last guy I'll add here is uh, Garrett Temple at 3300 There's some other value plays a little bit later on we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more excited about. But Garrett Temple, since he's come back, he's uh, also creeping back to up to that 30-minute mark without uh, any Zach Levine uh, playing. So uh, 3300 and this guy can you know, give you 30 DK points. Um, I'm there for it. I think there's some really, really solid value here on the Bulls side. I think we could just keep going. Uh, you said it perfectly. Those are the three guys I had mentioned and starred. Don't mind ever looking at Vucevic, but we have, I think it's like seven guys priced over 10K available or, or at that 10K mark or more uh, to, to, to you know divvy up and decide between. When push, uh, push comes to shove, I don't think Vooch, he's not going to probably make the cup for me. As good as he is, but I'm yeah. with you. I think Tice at 3,800, rock solid play. We always talk about there's always plenty, plenty of center value. Uh, but he's definitely a rock-solid option, knowing he's starting power forward. Cleveland plays big. It's going to be Nance. It's going to be Allen. It's going to be Love. It's going to be Allen. Um, whatever the combination may be, they're going to need some size. So Tice should be locked in. I think we're going to see him break that 30-minute mark in this game. All right, we'll slide over to the Cleveland side of the ball. Uh, looking over here, I mean, targeting your Bulls team, uh, backcourt, I guess it, it has to get a little bit weaker. Does it get stronger? Kobe White gets inserted, but you take out Levine. <laughs> Levine's not really necessarily a, a fantastic defender, but we know Kobe White's pretty bad. But where does Temple rate? Yeah, I think uh, I think adding Temple actually because the Bulls were really good that last game against the Boston Celtics on the defensive side. Even Jason Tatum said something in the post game about it. Um, they were really solid. Obviously, I watched the whole game uh, as intently as I could because it's a Bulls game, and I always do. And uh, I think Garrett Temple is a big part of that. He's a great perimeter defender. But I'll I'll still definitely roll it with uh, Colin Sexton at seventy four hundred and, and Darius Garland at sixty eight hundred. A uh, little bit more excited about Darius Garland at sixty eight hundred. This dude's just been killing it. He's gotten uh, I think it was the last eight games he hasn't scored less than thirty two. DK points and uh, you know Bulls again they're not the best defensive team and it, it, that one game's a fluke in my opinion so uh, I'll definitely roll it there at 6800 I also take some Jared, Anna, Jared Allen at 7300 uh, Vooch had a real tough time moving that guy in the post man that guy had, uh, last time I played that guy has um, some strength that you really wouldn't believe. So uh, I like him playing this defense here. And if they're going to go to Vooch a lot in this game, then he's going to rack up some some blocks and some boards most likely. So I don't mind rolling some, some Jared Allen 7300. Not my favorite play, but I think it's still a solid play. Yeah, I don't mind taking stabs at these guys. They're, they're basically kind of more like off plays for me. Uh, not guys that are going to be like the first guys I'm looking to put in my lineup. If I land on one of them, I wouldn't be upset. It's a fantastic matchup. Overall, we have 12 games, so I, I, you know, if any of them stand out to me as like a tournament play, like you said, I like Garland. Uh, I would maybe take a stab at a guy like Larry Dance Jr. I just don't see a lot of ownership going his way. Uh, he's averaging 35 DK points in two matchups against his team uh, this season. One of those games had Kevin Love, uh, but nonetheless, he's still a good option. We know that they're going to play a little bit bigger as well. And like you said, if they do, do decide to go with the Vooch attack and Jared Allen, it's either going to end one of two ways, with Jared Allen getting a lot of blocks or Jared Allen getting foul trouble. And if it happens to be foul trouble, we'll probably see a little bit more of a guy like Larry Nance Jr. as well. But, again, more, more or less tournament plays for me. Ready to move on to the next game? Yes, sir. All right. Golden State Warriors traveling to Washington, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. For Golden State, Damian Lee is questionable. Eric Paschal, Clay Thompson, Juan Toscano-Anderson, James Wiseman all rolled out. For the Wizards, Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant ruled out. No game total, no spread for this one. Oh, I lied. We got one. 240 and a half. I always lie at least once with the game totals. It's because I looked. I just assume it 90% of the time that there's not one. Uh, and occasionally there's 240 and a half game total. I think we knew that this one was going to be uh, pretty up there. 
Golden State being favored by two and a half points. So we're getting some star-studded action in here. You're going to have to make some decisions. I think this is going to be a very, very popular game. A lot of people are going to probably pay up for a couple people in it. But let me get your take on it, Keith. We'll start with the we'll start with the Warriors. Talk to me. Uh, yeah, on the Warriors side of the ball, I mean, really, I'll, I'll keep it pretty simple. I like Steph Curry at ten five, and and that, and that's really it. Um, you know, Uber is coming back from an injury. Uh, didn't play a lot or or that well that last game. Um, him coming back kind of eats into the Wiggins uh, love a little bit, and obviously you can't play Kent Bays more if if uh, Uber is back in and, and Wiggins is playing, and Steph is playing. So. Um, I'm really gonna, I'm I'm keeping it Steph Curry and, and that's it for me. Yeah, I love Steph here. I uh, just uh, you know I normally on any other slate, you know, looking at Westbrook and a near price, looking at Jokic, we'll get to later. A lot of guys that uh, I I just gravitate more just basically because of their floor. Just have those guys have triple double floors. It feels like, but Steph Curry on on this streak, he's he's just been torching. It's hard not to just want to play him in every single slate at this point. You know, if he's gonna he's dropping sixty plus points in four out of the last five games. Uh, and it, it, he's setting records along the way. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably be at there up there. He's, I don't know, all in all, maybe like 40% ownership when I'm looking at some of my GPPs is one of my high price guys. I'll have some shares of those other two guys and some other, you know, maybe even divvy some out to a couple of these other guys we get to. I can't play them all. I'll have to cross some of them off the list, but, uh, Curry's definitely gonna be one of the guys near the top outside of him. I could see taking a stab at Draymond Green, especially knowing that this Washington front court's even a little bit more hobbled than it normally is. Obviously, I just don't think pairing those two guys makes a whole lot of sense. I would look to get one of them in there. And uh, I'm probably just going to end up leaning Steph. But looking on the Washington side of things, Russell Westbrook coming in at 10-9. I always love playing me some Russ. So, yeah, he's going to be up there, probably right there next to Curry. Those might be two of my top options. He put up 61.5 DK points in this matchup earlier in the season. Guess what? It was a triple-double. Uh, big surprise there. This dude's just walking 60 points pretty much, it feels like, every single night. And you can't go wrong with the floor, and the ceiling's just as high as anybody else's. But uh, are you playing anybody else on this Washington team? Because I'm probably going to cut it off right there. Uh, yeah, I, you know, this game total is so sexy. I do have some interest in at some of the lower-priced guys. I have some interest in some Davis Bertans uh, without Rui Achimura. And I just think that um, you know he's probably going to get a, a majority of those Hachimura uh, shot attempts, not that there's a ton to go around because you do have Russell Westbrook and you do have Bradley Beal. Um, so it's not, you know, not a huge, uh, it's a GPP play. It's not necessarily a cash play is what I'm trying to say. Not necessarily safe, safe value. The safe value, I think, safer uh, would be Daniel Gafford at 3,900. This kid, He's only played 16 minutes the last two, but he's still got over 20 uh, DK points. And he's really a point per minute monster. Uh, he's got such a, such a massive ups, upside. I always want to play him. Uh, and the Warriors, obviously, uh, not necessarily the best team down low. Uh, they don't even have Wiseman, so um, I do like some Daniel Gaffer at 3,900. So I'll take a stab at some of those uh, cheaper guys, probably more so than the GPP side, though. All right, yeah. See, I don't, I don't mind a guy like Gafford. Um, I, I know Santino played him, I think, on Friday, and he had that. I think it was like a 26 point. He just came off the bench and was absolutely torched. And correct me if I'm wrong, Keith. I don't remember him doing this on the Bulls. Uh, he looked like a completely different player when he was over there. If I'm I, will, not I will say, I will say, last season he had uh, he had some really shining moments. We had, we had some high hopes from this season, and he was just uh, he stunk it up all over the place. <laughs> season, so, uh, but yeah, uh, no, he's he's really been uh, playing well for the uh, for the Wizards. So hopefully, he can get it going. My my only issue, I guess, where I cross into like guys like Daniel Gafford is, you know, do I like him more than just the guy that we talked about in the previous game at the same position in Tice? And I probably don't. I think I, I think I prefer to play Tice. Uh, only like a hundred dollars different, if I'm not mistaken. A hundred dollars difference could even be the same price tag, and same both just center eligible. 
So I just don't see myself landing on him too much. If I'm if I'm open at that spot, I'll probably just find my way to Tice is uh is what I'm gonna do. But you ready to move on to this next game? Yes, sir. All right. Maybe one of these days I'll remember to take my phone and put it on silent before I start a podcast. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets traveling to Toronto, taking on the Raptors here. Uh, another game which I think we could probably expect a, a decently high total in, but we're not going to have it yet. Brooklyn, second half of a back-to-back. Keith sweating over there because of it. Uh, <laughs> Raptors, Jalen Harris, Rodney Hood, Paul Watson all rolled out. Looks like we are supposedly getting the starters back. Keep your eye on it. It's uh, the sneaky Raptors who don't care about getting fined at this point. No game total for this one. I think I can comfortably say that one. Yep, I'm good there. Now I got all nervous. Let's start off with this Brooklyn team, Keith. Uh, how are you doing on that prop bet? A. <laughs> and B. I, are you unfortunately, at? it doesn't look like that prop bet's going to hit. It uh, looks like the uh, Nets are going to win this one. They're up to with the, with uh, Bruce Brown line. Oh, he missed one. He missed one. Okay, so so Pell's still got some life in him. But uh, I'm hoping for OT at this point for that prop bet. I don't know if it's going to happen. But uh, no, I think Kyrie Irving at 9,900, who is uh, the guy I have the prop bet on, is a solid play, especially if Durant is out, obviously. Um, if Durant's in, I'm not going to touch him. Um, but uh, yeah, if Durant is out, I mean, everything starts and ends with Kyrie Irving. So 9,900, I'll go that way and then the other guy that's just been crushing it and killing it and he actually has nine assists tonight is uh landry shamit um and he's only 4600 uh one second here i'm sorry guys 4600 and um yeah, so I'll, I'll roll there because he's uh you know got a pretty good uh role in the offense and he's also i guess distributing the ball now which is kind of crazy to me but uh <laughs> yeah that's uh those are the two guys i'm looking at on the net side yeah, obviously, I think Kyrie Irving's always going to be a play. I don't expect Kevin Durant to play. I mean, they're taking the cautious approach with James Harden after he just re-aggravated uh, his injury, and he's out indefinitely. So it, it's, I think, better be safe than sorry with Kevin Durant, especially he was just coming off an injury not too long. They said it's nothing serious, just like basically a nice bruise. But second half of a back-to-back, you know, maybe they're being cautious on the front half. There's that chance. But I expect them to sit. And if he does, Kyrie's in play at 9,900. Prefer him over Vucevic. But I still think I'd rather just spend up, uh, you know, the extra thousand to Westbrook, or even just the extra six hundred dollars to go into Curry. Outside of him, though, I'm with you. I think Shamit's in play at forty six hundred. And then if you want to take a shot at one of these guys at the center position, we've seen Toronto be pretty vulnerable time and time again. Um, Claxton, I believe he was ruled out of tonight's game. Uh, it was health and safety protocols, so there's a chance that he's ruled out of the back to back. And if that's the case. I think we could get a fair amount of, you know, a guy like DeAndre Jordan, another guy that's center that just falls right into that 4K range. I uh, wouldn't mind taking a stab at him if there's no Claxton, but keep in mind Jeff Green will probably find himself at center a decent amount as well. Toronto side of things, we got starters, I guess, but <laughs> which ones are you looking at? I mean, we're not getting any discounts despite them not playing for a month. Yeah, that's yeah. I was hoping I could roll some Fred Van Vliet or something. You know, I love that guy, but uh, no, I, at those prices, I just, I mean, I don't even know if they're gonna play a full amount of, of minutes. I guess they probably will if they're playing, but um, there's just so much uncertainty there. I, I, in a 12 game slate, I just don't think you need to roll the dice on any of them. I mean, GPP is cool for it. You can play uh, Van Vliet, you can play Lowry, you can play Siakam. Uh, any of those guys is probably fine, but I think I prefer just to stay away. The one guy I would look at is Chris Boucher. Uh, 7,600 against this, uh, you know, awful Brooklyn's Nets interior defense. And like you said, Claxton uh, might play, but I'm I'm thinking he's probably going to be out for this one. I think uh, the last game was his first game out with the health and safety protocols. So um, 
I think he's probably going to sit this one. And if that's the case, um, I just think they're so weak down there. Chris Boucher at 7,600 makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's the only guy I'm looking at, though. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm only going to target these guys in GPP simply because, like you said, if the game gets out of hand any one way or another, these guys are going to get ride pine as fast as possible. Uh, it's evident Toronto. They don't only want to win this game. They're basically playing this game so they don't get fined. They're Marshawn Lynch right now. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Uh, but I'd look at the backcourt if I'm looking anywhere. Fred Van Vliet, Lowry, I think those guys are still priced appropriately. It's a great matchup, up pace tempo. We know that they're going to be probably shooting a whole lot. Uh, one thing about Chris Boucher, I don't, I don't like the price increase, 7,600. Now we're paying a premium. And the difference is, is like this is probably one of the highest price tags Boucher's seen. And over the last few games, there was either no Siakam, um, you know, just kind of split the time of Ken Birch. And before then, it was just Siakam, no Ken Birch. And now it's Siakam and Ken Birch. And I just don't know if we're going to see a full, full workload out of Boucher like that we'd want to. It's still a fantastic matchup. He could get it done in probably 25 minutes. But I just feel a little less comfortable paying that 7,600. I don't know if we see 35 minutes like we see, like we did against OKC. Might be more like 26, 28. Um, I feel a little less confident in that price tag. But the matchup, man. Centers. I, I feel like any time I talk bad about a center going against Brooklyn, I just eat my hat the next day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's always possible. But, uh, it's a good point. I mean, Birch is there and um, definitely eats into that uh, upside for sure. But uh, So maybe just a GPP play, but uh, I, probably not going to play a lot of them anyways. we got so many centers, but there's always centers. I'm yeah. the center guy. OKC <laughs> versus Indiana, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Pacers at home here. This is going to be... Uh... It's going to be, a, I think, like one of those little sneaky games where there's always some f- good fantasy value that just kind of flies under the radar. But for the Pacers, Goga, Jeremy Lamb, Doug McDermott, all questionable. Demonis Sabonis, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, all ruled out. OKC, we have Shea Gildas-Alexander, Josh Hall, Mike Muscala, Isaiah Roby, Gabriel Deck, all ruled out. Lou Jan's door is questionable. The Dort God himself. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other way you could describe this man. Uh, outside of just simply a god, that's that's what he is at this point. Uh, you know, DK price reflecting that. But start us off here with this uh, with this Thunder team. What can we expect from uh, I guess a team with again we've been seeing this lineup that they should roll out plenty of times now. Yeah, they, yeah, they've just had so many different starting lineups. It's it's really hard to judge. I mean, I typically been going to Lexi Pukashevsky, and I don't mind going to him again here at fifty seven hundred. Um, another guy that just he just contributes in every single way. He blocks. Uh, the basketball rebounds it assists points what you name it he's he's putting it up there so I uh, don't mind going to that it's not my favorite play it's it's always going to be a GPP play because he's very up and down um, but uh, 5700 is a fair price for that guy and, and what he could produce uh, Darius Baisley's the other guy I'd be looking at 6200 just had a monster game uh, not too long ago and um, you know possible he does it here again there's no uh, Demontis Sabonis and there's no Miles Turner on the other side of the ball so um, you know not really any shot blockers he's going to have a, a decent mid-range game here I would think so uh, don't mind paying 6200 but I'm probably not playing any of these Thunder, Thunder players to be honest um, those are just guys I'd look at for GPPs yeah I think it's they're, they're all just kind of like those G they're priced appropriately they're priced in those mid five range because they're all pretty volatile um, we've seen them pretty much all hit 40 plus DK points. We've seen them all hit 19 or 20. Uh, it's, it's in the cards, you know, this Indiana team, it, it's a plus matchup, uh, in real life, as opposed to on paper, because we know that they're missing two of their best front court guys. 
you know, there's that positive. Do they really even have the personnel to deal with a guy like Pokemon? Uh, he's going to be playing power forward with Roby out too. So he's not going to be playing the three. I like him. I always like him a little bit better when he's playing the four, just a little bit more rebounds available, placing, playing a little closer to the basket. So I, I do think this is one of those better matchups for him. I will, I will have some shares of him. Uh, if, if Dort's out, we could go back to a guy like Kenrich Williams as well. 4,900. He'd probably play mostly the three. Uh, and that's just a fair price tag. If, if I'm going anywhere, it's probably gonna be those two guys, but on the other side of the ball, looking at the Pacers, no Sabonis, no Miles Turner, possibly no Goga. And let me just thank Goga. Uh, I, I kind of tweeted it. Just doing what every DFS player hopes to do. You know, guys just producing monster value in the first quarter, the first half, takes the trip to the locker room that we all always fear, hurts himself, but comes back out just to get his fantasy managers and his <laughs> DFS owners another he 10 knew. solid points. He just he knew. knew. <laughs> he just, like, that's what we love to see, man. And you just, you just earned yourself a spot in my Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, I love that. I want some money <laughs> off you, buddy. I appreciate that. But he's questionable. So yeah. it's risky. He's dealing with that ankle soreness. And he's, he's always dealing with something. I believe I saw when he actually took that trip to the locker room. Uh, one of the beat writers for the Pacers, uh, you know, I want to say it was Scott Agnes, but I don't want to actually misquote the wrong person. But kind of just did, I guess. Uh, yeah. I believe so. I believe someone uh, mentioned that he's they thought it was knee soreness at first because he's been dealing with just some nagging knee injuries and knee soreness. And he's already been limited and, you know, kind of doing that. So. It wouldn't shock me if he sits, but he came back in for one specific reason. They just need bodies. They just they they need this dude um, like badly. Uh, the next man up is, I guess, it's probably going to be like Chakar Sampson. They've ran him at the five a few times, but they really don't have the options. The other, you know, I, I believe they just uh, signed O'Shea Brissett uh, to a three-year contract. But uh, is he going to be available? Um, actually, no. Yeah, he just made a start. So there's him. Uh, you know, 3,100, he's a value play. I don't know too much about him though, Keith. So maybe you could shine some light on him. I usually don't try to go to guys. I got maybe I got to dive into him for a good hour or two tomorrow, but he seems like he's going to be the go-to value. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can certainly go that route. I don't know. It's, it feels like you're pulling out your hair for, for no reason, really. I don't, I don't see these guys, um, being, uh, huge contributors. You know, I, I'd rather go to Brogdon at 7,700, Levert at 7,600, uh, more so Levert 7,600, just because those, those shots are going to be there. Um, and when he's getting those shots, he's putting up 20, 25 shots. He's going to hit the, the value even at that, that bit, uh, not even a big price tag. 7,600 is pretty affordable. So uh, I, I like that play a lot. Um, but the, the one guy I'll look at for the front court, uh, if he plays, of course, is Doug McDermott, Dougie Buckets, 3,900. The, you know, the Pacers do run him at the power forward spot quite a bit. So uh, I'd have to imagine they do that here again. Um, and, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see who they play next to him. But, uh, you know, if shots are available and I've got Dougie Buckets sitting out there, I, I don't mind going there. And uh, he seems like a pretty solid value play. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen Dougie Buckets run the four plenty of times, and they like to do it. I think for me, if I see that Dougie Buckets and Goga are both out, I'm going to have some O'Shea. I don't, I don't know too much about this guy. I'm saying this as the night before. I'm going to dive into him. Uh, but he played 25 minutes in the last one. Someone's got a rebound for this team, and I told you. I, I like those, uh, those easy upside uh, rebound prop bets. If I'm playing any of them, it's going to be those ones. And it's a guy that like this, that, you know, if he can get me six rebounds in 25 minutes against San Antonio, I, sus- I suppose – all those guys are out. That was with Goga playing 24. He'd probably see at least 30, I would assume. I could be wrong. I don't know much about this guy. He could play 30. And at that point, we might be looking at like an 8-9 to nine rebound game. Cuts a couple baskets. We're looking at some immediate value at the guy near minimum salary. So I'm going to look into him a little bit more. But as of right now, I kind of, I'm kind of interested. 
Uh, outside of him, I, I prefer Levert over Brogdon, but these guys are both very, very viable, especially in this matchup. We know OKC is playing very little defense. Should be plenty of shot attempts to go with the pace in this one, too. It's an up pace tempo for the Pacers. Ready to move on? Let's do it, man. All right. Phoenix Suns traveling to Philly. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Take it on the Sixers. For the Sixers, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, both questionable. Ben Simmons uh, and Harris both missed that last one. Simmons with the illness. Harris dealing with right knee soreness. For the Suns, Cam Johnson is available, while Abdul Nader is out. Darasark is probable. No game total. No spread for this one. Pass it over to you, Keith. Talk about the Suns. Anybody to target here? Uh no <laughs> no it's a this is gonna be a fun game uh the Suns and the Seventy Sixers it's gonna be a good game I'm hoping that uh, Simmons plays um you know just so they can have a a full full squad against uh, against each other because I, lo- I love good basketball and this will be good basketball but um, you know that said both these teams are pretty pretty slow when it comes to pace and uh, they play great defense so I don't have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, interest on either side if I'm gonna roll something in GPP I'd, I'd go Chris Paul maybe at 7700 um, if Ben Simmons is out uh, because they're gonna be missing that defensive presence he's just a, a beast on defense and um, so if he's out I don't mind playing some Chris Paul or maybe even some Devin Booker but uh, I just prefer Chris Paul at, the, at that price tag um, but I don't really have a lot of interest on the Sun side what about you pretty much the same there if I'm playing at it once Paul and I can see myself maybe having a share to Jay Crowder if I land on him I just love playing Jay Crowder in any actual type basketball game we just tend to see 30 plus minutes out of him in those matchups where if Harris does play they're probably we'll probably see 30 plus out of Jay Crowder mm-hmm. uh, but I just talked about my guy O'Shea for 1100 less I don't even know if I can think about Jay Crowder anymore now I just can't get this guy <laughs> off my mind I gotta I gotta look him up bad that's the, that's the play that's the one <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, please I hope I don't lose money on him I gotta see hopefully I'm off of him and I can just stop thinking about it but we'll, we'll see uh, on the Philly side of things a lot's gonna be determined for me by Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris playing. Uh, it's that simple. I mean, even if they even if they sit, it's not like I want to just immediately slot in Seth Curry. Uh, there was a little narrative going against his brother last game. Now he's going against Chris Paul, where Chris Paul's a little bit of a better defender than his brother. Um, so I don't I don't think I'd want to really target him in that one. I'll probably take a hard pass on just just about everybody over here. Being realistic, Ben Simmons is in a great match. I mean, uh, Joel Embiid's in a great matchup, but I'm not going to play him over some of these other high price guys we talked about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been uh, harping in the Discord, you know, whenever we get that late uh, breaking news that Simmons is sitting and beats usually a, a very solid play just because his usage jumps like six or eight, eight percentage points, something like that, uh, when, when Simmons is on the sidelines. But um, I just can't do it. The Suns are just such a good defensive team in general. Um, I, I just can't bring myself to do it at that, at that big price tag. I, I will play some Tobias Harris if he's playing and Ben Simmons is sitting at uh, 7,600. I think that's a pretty solid price for him, and he's going to get some extra usage uh, with Simmons on the sidelines, but that's you know two ifs there, so who knows. Uh, and then if Shake Milton, uh, Shake Milton at 4,300 if Simmons sits, I'll, I'll roll some of him also. But um, really, I, I probably will end up with maybe one share of these guys. Like It's going to be almost nothing, so pretty much hard pass as well for me. All right. We'll move on to the 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time games. Utah Jazz traveling to Houston. Taking on the Rockets here. For the Rockets, DJ Augustine, Sterling Brown, Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, Daniel House Jr., Dan, uh, David, not Daniel, David, uh, Nawaba, all ruled out. Sterling Brown, uh, you know, hopefully recovers soon. Guy, uh, guy took, took I guess, uh, a little bit of uh, a beating. Got, got assaulted outside of a club or whatever it may have been. Mm. Um 
but yeah, never, never fun news to hear. I don't know the story behind any of it, but you know, anytime, anytime a player gets hurt, just hope he gets back pretty quick. It doesn't seem like it's anything too serious. They just said lacerations. Uh, sounded like a bottle to the head, actually. But I don't know what that's to do with fantasy. I just felt like bringing some news into it. But <laughs> with the with the, with the Utah Jazz, uh, Ersan Eliasova is questionable. Donovan Mitchell ruled out. Back to the important stuff, Keith. Start off with this Jazz team. So it's a great matchup, but how long does Houston hang on for? Yeah, I don't see uh, the Jazz just blow out. I think who was it, the Lakers? They just played. I mean, I, the Jazz are going to roll even without Donovan Mitchell. I don't. Um, the blowout potential is just this. It's real here, and uh, so I probably wound up with a lot of these guys. But you can roll some Mike Conley at sixty-eight hundred, um, some Jordan Clarkson at sixty-six hundred, or some Joe Inglis at sixty-four hundred. Take your pick. One of those guys. I wouldn't roll two of them, but um, you know, if you want to roll one of them in, in a GPP lineup, uh, more power to you. And hopefully, you know, the Rockets just uh, play an insane game and stay in this. But I just don't see it. <laughs> so I'm probably going to take a hard pass on the whole game, to be honest. But uh, but for the Jazz, yeah, those three guys would be who I was looking at if I'm going to play somebody. Yeah, and I, I didn't even mention it. I should have 227 game total and 10.5 point spread. Uh, yeah, Jazz being favored by 10.5 points. That tells you all you need to know. I'll probably be taking a hard pass on both sides. If I'm playing anybody, it would just be Conley. That's it for me. And then uh, on the Houston side of things, I'll continue that hard pass. If I was playing anybody, it would just be John Wall. But I don't want to play John Wall really in this matchup. Yep, I've got nobody on the Rockets side, so we can we can move on. <laughs> All right, only only six games left. Oh, yeah. That's it, just six. Halfway through, <laughs> eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Atlanta Hawks traveling to New York, taking on the Knicks in this one. No injury reports for either team. Hawks on the second half of a back-to-back. Do we have a game total though? We do. Two eighteen. Knicks favored by two points in this one. These Hawks are starting to play well. Clint Capella's getting noticed. It's about <laughs> damn time. Where are you at? Are you playing him? Oh, yeah. I, I have some interest in Clint Capella. I just think um, this isn't necessarily going to be a game. I mean, the Hawks play with a lot of pace. The Knicks don't play with a lot of pace. But it'll be a game that is going to have a lot of rebounds, uh, a lot of up and down play. I like Clint Capella, 8,900. I'll go there. I think he had like 60-something DK points last game. Uh, not looking at it right now, obviously. But he had a really big game last one. And um, I don't think there's any reason that he couldn't have another big one here. Uh, you know, New Orleans Noel isn't necessarily the most intimidating guy on the, on the glass, and um, he might block a few shots, but that's not really really what Clint Capella does. Clint Capella, uh, you know, gets putbacks, gets uh, gets dunks, gets alley-oops, so uh, I think he's safe and a good, and a good, uh, good play here. Uh, I do like some John Collins at 6,700. That's very iffy, though. That's a very, very GPP contrarian play because a lot of people aren't going to be playing him. Uh, he's not even playing a full boat of minutes if I'm remember correctly from tonight as I was watching him uh, I think he got pulled pretty early in the games uh, which they were winning by a lot anyways and they had a back-to-back so maybe that was partially why but um, but I'll, I'll roll some of him in uh, at 6700 and some GPPs just because he has that upside so those are the two guys I'm looking at not so not necessarily looking at Trey Young um, you know it's not necessarily a bad play to play Trey Young in my opinion but um, I, the Knicks just have a good defense and they, they slowed the pace down so I'm just not looking at like looking his way I'm not playing anybody. I don't think I like anybody on the Hawks here. I don't mind Capella. Don't get me wrong. I just, you know, I don't want to pay up on a guy who's coming off of a 60-point game going against the Knicks. I just try not to target the Knicks as often as possible if I don't need to. And, you know, 12 games, so many other center options, I just don't feel like I need to. 
So if you land on him, if you're going double center, I don't, I'm not going to hate it. I just don't think, uh, I just don't think I'm going to see myself there. The Knicks side of things, though, a little bit more interesting, I think, anytime you're getting paired up against the Hawks. And it's for the Knicks, pretty much every matchup is almost going to be an up-paced matchup for them. Julius Randle, one of these guys coming in over 10K. So where does he fall? I, you know, fantastic matchup. I won't fault you for playing him. I think I like him a lot. I, I think I still prefer Westbrook and Curry over him. We'll get to Jokic. That's where I think he kind of falls right in that territory if I want to play him. Uh, I think just because of the eligibility, having dual eligibility, being able to slide him in that power forward, and I can still get some center value, I probably have Randall a little higher, but it's like splitting hairs. Randall's averaging 62 DK points against the Hawks in two matchups this season. He's absolutely torched him with or without John Collins. So, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm good with going to him. Uh, I don't know. That's probably it. I don't mind taking stabs at some of these other guys, maybe like an Alfred Payton. When Alfred Payton plays well, they usually extend the leash just a little bit more, give him like 25 or 26 minutes. And again, Hawks, we know that they get torched by point guards. He's averaging 26 points against them this season in those two matchups in about 26 minutes. So if we see another one of those games, he could probably return the value knowing that he's going to get that good matchup. Yeah, I've got um, I've got some interest in Nerlens Noel as a as just a salary filler, forty two hundred. I mean, this guy's guaranteed twenty TK points pretty much, um, with a little bit of uh, of upside there if he's getting those defensive stats. But um, but yeah, not a lot of interest on the side of the ball. Julius Randle, you named three guys that I would rather roster uh, in Jokic, uh, Curry, and and Westbrook over him. So um, yeah, I'm probably not going to end up with uh, any Knicks to be honest. I don't blame you. We got a lot of options. We got a lot of guys. Who do you like better though, uh, Tice or Noel? Uh, I probably like Tice more. Yeah, if, if it came down to it, and Tice is cheaper, so probably going to be more Tice than, than Noel, that's for sure. I always like to <laughs> just set myself like, you know, a benchmark at each position where, you know, we have to make tough decisions. And bottom line, you know, I like both of those guys too. I like Noel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, sometimes maybe we're helping the listeners out a little bit because they're probably sitting there. Maybe I used to, you know, taking some notes. Uh, we get like, holy crap, Mike's at 11 centers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which one should I play? Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I was at, too. So far, Tice is probably my favorite center value uh, that we've mentioned. But moving on to the next one, Miami Heat traveling to San Antonio, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Miami dealing with their uh, their own their own problems, their own issues lately. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Dedman, Tyler Hero, all questionable. Victor Oladipo is not traveling with the team. He's out. Gabe Vincent is probable for the Spurs. It's only Trey Lyles. He's ruled out. Everybody else should be good to go. No game total, though. No spread. Looking at this Miami team, it's kind of hard to say what we're going to do, really, until we know who's playing. Uh, I mean, if it's anything like that last game, I think we know where to go. It's going to be Kendrick Nunn. It's going to be Goran Dragic. It's going to be taking stabs at guys like you know Andre Iguodala for some value and Trevor Ariza at 5K playing some power forward. And that's probably where I draw the line. If uh, if Bam plays, I think he's a solid play at 8,300. That's a fair price tag. Well, we've already talked about a few other centers, though. Uh, I might prefer him a little bit more. I'm not expecting this game to have too high of a game total. If Jimmy Butler plays, I'm not going to play him at 9,800. And if Tyler Hero plays, I don't see myself having any shares of him. So I'm more or less going to have only interest in this Miami team if some of these guys are rolled out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. I do have some interest uh, just in general in Kendrick Nunn at 5,300. It was Since Oladipo's been 
out. He's been getting 30 plus minutes on a regular basis. And uh, I think it's a fair price tag. And, and if, like you said, if all those, all those guys sit, uh, we saw what he can do if he takes the reins on the offensive side and, um, you know, put up a bunch of points. So uh, I do have some interest in Kendrick down at 5,300, but uh, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see who plays. I mean, it's hard to say who, who we want to play in DFS until we know who's playing in real life. And uh, if all those guys sit, then, uh, then none's really solid. If not, then I, um, yeah, I could play some Bam. Um, you know, I could play some Butler, um, but we'll have to see who plays. All right. How about on the other side of the ball? Looking at these Spurs, uh, you know, Derek White coming off of a monster. I think he had like 18 points in the first quarter of the last game. Only finished with 25, but uh, shot 6 of 11 from deep. Had one of his best games, I thought, of the season. Could he follow it up with another one? He's kind of in that mid-price, 6-3. It's not necessarily the best matchup, but I guess if some of these guys are ruled out, it gets a little bit better. Uh, but can you see yourself going to White or, I guess, anybody in the backcourt or Murray? No, I think you. I think you nailed it. I think you know the Heat are pretty solid defensively. Um, again, if 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 their people are, are ruled out, then yeah, maybe I can go to some Dejounte Murray, um, or I can go to some uh, some Derek White possibly uh, in a GPP. But I'd be probably be higher on higher on um, Dejounte myself. But uh, I'd also go to some Jakob Podol 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 Jakob. I think it always gets you, man. I think it does. Like that one it's one of those names that I'm like, you know. Mush mouth, but uh, 5,900. I'll go to him if, if uh, Bam Adebayo sits also. So it's just, it, it, again, it's really dependent on who's playing on the other side of the ball. Uh, the Heat are a really good defensive team, but when all those guys were out early in the season, we saw what happened. They were not a great defensive team. So um, it's it's really a 50 50 right now, and uh, we have to just wait and see. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I just think, you know, push comes to shove. I just don't see myself having too many Spurs. Mm-hmm. 12 games, 24 total teams. Take out the Spurs, there's 23. We already said we're taking. I'm probably taking out the Hawks. Twenty-two. I'll, I'll have plenty of teams to still choose between. I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I maybe I miss out if Demar Derozan goes off for sixty-five. I miss out on the play of the night. I'll take that one off the chin. That's going to happen a few times per season where that happens. So it's got to be ready. If you play DFS on a nightly basis, you're going to take a couple off the chin, and you can still profit. You'll be okay. Uh, fully prepared to do that if that game does that to me, though. <laughs> so, but <laughs> moving on to the next one. Detroit Pistons traveling to Dallas, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Mavericks, Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. Tyrell Terry is ruled out. And for the Pistons, Killian Hayes is ruled out. Right injury, right hip, right injury, uh, right hip injury management. So he's resting. Uh, Rodney Magruder is ruled out. Dennis Smith Jr. is doubtful. We do not have a game total. And we do not have a spread. Every time I get the long pause, I, I, I should just say it. But then I know I'm going to look and it's going to be there. Lead us off with the Pistons. Uh, you know, how much Isaiah Stewart is too much Isaiah Stewart? But no, in all reality, could we play him with Mason Plumlee back in the lineup? I mean, he had that one monster game when he was there anyway. Yeah, um, I, I do have some interest in, uh, in Isaiah Stewart at 5,600, I think his price is. And, um, see here yep 5600 i got some uh, interest here in uh, in isaiah stewart and uh mason Plumley might be playing but he only played 16 minutes last game he played so uh, i just don't think they have a lot of interest in playing this guy big minutes uh they have more interest in, in developing isaiah stewart as they should uh, i think they have the worst record or, or one of the worst records at least in the nba so um that's you know Yes, I'll go there for sure. Uh, yeah, Killian Hayes is out. Um, maybe you have some interest in Corey Joseph. Uh, maybe some Saban Lee. Uh, Corey Joseph is 5,000. Uh, Saban Lee is 3,600. So um, some interest in some of those guys because there's uh, they've got to start somebody at point guard. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. might play, um, but he's doubtful. So um, probably going to be a lot of Corey Joseph, to be honest. So 5K, I got some interest there. Um, 
and then uh, that's that's really it for me. I mean, maybe if Jeremy Grant plays and we know he's going to get a full full uh, you know number of minutes, then uh, at sixty eight hundred, I do have some interest in him as well. I think I'm just leaning on the first two guys you said. Stewart, fifty six. I still love that price tag. Dallas is still very vulnerable against centers. Their defense has been. I mean, they had one of the worst defenses going into the All-Star break and pretty much flipped the switch. Uh, much better defense, but they're still very, very vulnerable against big. So knowing Stewart, like you said, not expecting a full complement of minutes for a guy like Plumley. Stewart's probably going to be looking at about 25 minutes regardless, and he's a point-per-minute monster. And the best thing about him right now is he's playing with confidence. You know, when a young guy like that sees that he could do this at this high of a level and do it for three games straight, I mean, we're, we're, this guy has been putting absolutely monster numbers. He's got 49 rebounds over the past three games. Uh, he's blocking shots along the way. Eight uh, blocks, I'm sorry, seven block shots in those three games. Uh, I, I got to have some interest. His price tag is barely moving, and it's simply because Mason Plumlee's name's off the injury report every other day, despite playing a little bit of amount minutes. So hopefully some of the ownership drifts away, knowing all that's there, and we just capitalized off it. So 56, sign me up. And then looking at Kojo, Corey Joseph, I just don't like playing Corey Joseph, but he's gonna play. He's gonna play a lot of minutes. He's five K. It's it's a decent price tag. Uh, Sonny yelled at me today. He said, "You know, he gave me. He's like, listen, you can't you can't keep saying guys are bad at basketball. Uh, he's like, they're in the NBA. It doesn't make sense." And I'm like, you know, I, I think people people get what I'm saying. I don't mean he's bad at basketball. Comparatively just, bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying compared to the other 494 players in the league, he might be 495. He's just that. You know, he's not good. I know we got uh, a lot more games to cover, but that kind of reminds me of the uh, the Scalabrini story. If you've uh, <laughs> ever followed him after his NBA career, and people were talking smack, and so he had a one on one tournament with a bunch of people that were uh, yep. you know young upstarts, and he like he killed them all eleven oh, yeah. or something like that. It's like yeah, he's still an NBA player, man. Like uh, right, he's still way right. better. But yeah, yeah, comparatively, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shots at Kojo. Sorry, man. I, feel, I know you're listening. Big fan. <laughs> Um, but no, nah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to play him. I just can't. He's like that guy as good as Harrison Barnes has been all season. I just still have that distaste in my mouth where the second I play him and he burns me, I'm like, I deserved it. Why did I do it? I went against my code. Uh, but 5k is not a bad price tag, but like I said, this Dallas has been good defensively. They've been very good at defending opposing point guards too. So just don't know if I get there. I think I'll just stay at Stewart. Uh, but looking over on the Dallas side of things, my boy, Luka Doncic coming in at 10, eight. Where does he rank? I mean, we just we can keep going with guys priced over 10k. I think we you said your top what was it three or four before involved Curry, Westbrook, Jokic. Uh, does Luca fall anywhere in between, or is he on the outside of that group of three? Uh, he's a he's a little bit lower. I mean, I don't mind. I think he's a good tournament play for that reason. I think a lot of people will probably be off of him um, because you know it's just not a very sexy matchup. Uh, Mavericks against the Pistons, but yeah, I mean the Mavs. I mean, you got to look at Luka Doncic. You got to look at Kristaps uh, Porzingis, um, ten eight and nine K for those guys respectively, and uh, both of them are in play. I mean, you know, it's a um, those guys have to play for the Mavs. I mean, the Mavs really don't have a lot of uh, star talent or depth beyond beyond those guys. So um, even if it's going to be a blot, they're still going to get three at least solid quarters. Um, I don't know if they necessarily even do blot this this Pistons team, but if the Pistons sit guys, I mean, yeah, who knows? But um, but yeah, I I don't think I have done in my top three uh, as far as the you know 10k and over guys but um he's just below that for me all right all right yeah i guy i see i'm kind of with you in there he uh he remains a good tournament play always just because anytime you, you know he's got that 80 point upside he could do that uh he's that good of a player but uh for me i'll, I'll be looking at one guy and it's only if tim hardaway jr's ruled out i'll play some brunson at 4400 
Uh, I think you'd probably be looking at 34, 35 minutes from him. Most likely, Jay Rich might just slide right up to the three. Um, you know, Dorian Finney obviously will play there as well, but we'll probably see a fair amount of Brunson knowing that he's pretty much locked into a 25, 26 minute role on a night to night basis and taking out a guy that plays 30 minutes on that wing would only give him a little bit of a bump. Good matchup, 4,400. I'd play a little bit more than Corey Joseph. I can tell you that much. Ready to move on? Break oh, yes, out the. Sir. The last three games, all 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time games, the late games. Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies. I got to say the late game voice, Grizzlies. Traveling to traveling to L.A. I got to stop, man. It's getting late over here. Traveling to L.A., taking on the Clippers. Uh, Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr. I'd love to see it. Questionable. Please, my man. He's one of my favorite young players. I want this guy to play so bad. Uh, but he is finally getting closer to making his debut. I can't wait to see it. Jonas Valanciunas, he's still out in the concussion protocol. For the Clippers, no injury report, but we got the update today. Kawhi Leonard will be missing at least the next week. So we're not going to be seeing Kawhi for quite some time. Hopefully he's back for the actual playoffs. I, I imagine he will be. But break uh, break down this, this Memphis team. I guess a uh, big elephant in the room. Could we go back to Tillman? Uh, I don't know if you can go back to Tillman because um... – Oh, gosh, what was that? You, you caught me off guard with that because there is somebody else in there in the mix there that kind of threw me Clark. off of Tillman. It's Clark, that's right. Yeah. Clark is back. <laughs> Clark is back, and we also have, um, let's see, uh, oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. might be coming back for this one. Maybe. I mean, we don't know. He's been out all season. Who who, who knows if he's going to be back in? But uh, if he is back in the mix, I just I can't go back to Tillman. Um, you know, it looks, looks good last game. This game, not so much. But uh, the only uh, Grizzly I really have an interest in is John Morant, 7,200. This uh you know, I think uh, as long as the Cooper's don't have Patrick Beverly, they're going to be pretty weak against that point guard spot. Reggie Jackson just doesn't scare me at all. Um, you know, they might they don't have the claw, they don't have Kawhi Leonard, so they're a little bit weak on the defensive front, in my opinion. So I'll go to some John Morant at 7,200. I, that's really the only person I have any interest in. I, um, if Clark was out, you you make a great call. That's one thing I learned from you, Mike, is that, um, you know, anytime that Brandon Clark sits, you got to look at Kyle Anderson slow-mo, but obviously Clark's playing this one, so uh, Kyle Anderson's not on my radar either. So uh, it's really just some John Morant at 7,200 for me. Yep, um, I don't mind looking at Josh just knowing that he's been playing well. Uh, he's another one of those. Uh, that's something I always look for for younger players. When they're on one of those streaks, they're generally on the streaks if they're young. It's a lot of it's confidence. Uh, it's these guys haven't done doing it before. I mean, you see Steph Curry in a hot streak. You just ride that thing to the moon because it's Steph Curry. We know what this <laughs> we We've seen this before. Uh, maybe not this one. This one's historic. But uh, I don't mind targeting John Morant in this kind of matchup, knowing that they're going to be without Kawhi Leonard. They're still going to be without a couple other bodies over there that they've been without, uh, mostly in, I guess, the backcourt, Patrick Beverly. You know, he's not going to be there to, you know, possibly take out Jaws' ankles and knees when he's launching off the ground. So that's good for him. And the price tag's good. But I'm not playing Kyle Anderson. I don't see myself, you know, jumping on the Grayson Allen bandwagon. I was playing a ton of Grayson Allen earlier in the season. Um you know, it's going to be taking 20 shot attempts, but we're starting to see some guys get back. They're starting to get healthy. This feels like it's it's a trap in this one, and I, I think he's going to draw a lot of ownership. So for all those reasons, that's my that's the main reason I'm fading. If this was a you know five six game slate, and he's 4900, and he was a smack me in the face kind of value, I would I would probably get some shares. But I think we're going to have so many other options where if we see that or get the feeling that 20, uh, you know, he might even be closer to like a 25. Do they gravitate towards him? I'll I'll be fine avoiding that. And again, take I'll be ready to take it off the chin. 
Clark did play in the last one, but he's, he was kind of limited. Good chance he's going to be limited in this one. If Jaron Jackson is ruled out, I don't want to go right back to Tillman. Again, I feel like this one's also a trap, but I do think he's an option. He played him with confidence in that last one. It was a ridiculously high score game. Uh, you know, he's probably not seeing 41 minutes in a regular seat in a regular uh, regular game in a regular outing. But this guy has double double upside, and I always look for that. Anybody that's under 5K that has double double upside can pay off that price tag. So he'll have it in this matchup if he starts at center again. On the Clipper side of the ball, though, Paul George coming at 93. It's probably one of my favorite plays outside of these guys that are all over 10K. So if I'm going to spend up anywhere else, I think that's where I'm going to be gravitating towards. Just I'm expecting a pretty tight game. No Kawhi Leonard. This guy's going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting going forward. So at 9,300, it's hard not to have some love for him. And then we saw Terrence Mann draw the start today. Uh, 4,500. I don't mind taking some stabs at Terrence Mann at 4,500 if he's going to be drawing starts. Definitely a guy that I can have some interest in. So those are probably going to be my two primary options. You know, Morris and Jackson, they float in that mid-five range. And again, they're always available. But those just happen to always be like, if I land on them type guys for me. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I, do, I probably a little bit more Marcus uh, Morris Sr. interest than you do at 5,700. I think he's um, solid anytime Kawhi is not playing. But, uh, but yeah, I, I get it. That's not the sexiest player or probably not something that everyone's going to be on. Um, yeah, Terrence Mann's interesting. Uh, like you said, starting 4,500. Um, he's been a guy of mine since he was in the 3Ks, and now he's up 4,500. So it's like I almost feel like I have to jump off at this point. It's like, okay, now everyone's on to him, so I got to go, go find someone else that's like 3K. But uh, but no, he's as long as he's getting those minutes, I don't mind paying 4,500 for him. But yeah, Paul George, uh, probably my favorite play on the entire slate just because uh, Kawhi's missing this one for sure. So same, I, 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 I love you. that. <laughs> I love that when you when you when you just ride a guy and then you're like ah people know about him we gotta we have to be like a it's like a hipster thing to do just yeah. to start immediately disliking something that everybody else likes just because they like it it's like you think he's still gonna hit the value but everybody's on him so I, I don't want I don't want to touch it anymore uh, you know but I uh, I that's your call man that's your guy Terrence man you've been riding him and you have been absolutely correct on him every single time so maybe I'll maybe I'll take a step back if you're saying you're hopping off of him. That, no, that, that, no, I have to be. You know, my my wife is a uh, FSU graduate, so uh, that's that's a big reason for that uh, that play there. To be honest with you, but uh, no, he's a he's a good player. I've been watching him for quite a while. Like, she's just like hovering over behind you with the slipper right now, just like waiting. Like you better say something. Good. <laughs> well, um, she she loves Patrick Williams too. I'm glad the Bulls drafted him. So that's <laughs> good. <laughs> all right, so she's 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 got some she's got some FSU love, some pride. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I went to a D2 college where I think the best player to come out of there was uh, he's played overseas right now. He's pretty good, but not at NBA. But Scott Burrell is our head coach over uh, at, at my alma mater. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, that's, pretty that's cool. So, name I know. <laughs> yeah, before before the last dance and all this, I got to interview him probably close to 50 times covered nice. in school paper. And uh, yeah, now he's all famous and he probably wouldn't talk to me. But <laughs> Denver Nuggets traveling to Portland. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm expecting this one to probably be, what do you think, the second or third highest owned game on the slate next to that 240 game total that we talked about before in Washington. But right. uh, Denver, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray both rolled out. Portland has yet to submit their injury report, so we'll have to wait and see on that. But we should have should have a good idea. No game total, no spread. We're going to have to wait. I'm imagining. What do you think? If you had to put a number, I would probably say, what, 234 or five and a half? That sounds fair. Yeah, Nuggets, Nuggets, Blazers. Yeah, I mean, there's no Jamal Murray, so they might, they might, 
tank it down a little bit to like 230. Yeah, and yeah, Lillard. 234 yeah. sounds good. Yeah, no Lillard for sure. Yeah, you so. might be right there. All right, well, let's talk about this nugget, Steve. You were talking about Jokic. He is uh, – actually, is he? Is he tied? Is, or is he the most expensive? I can't remember. Westbrook's – yeah, he's more expensive than Westbrook now. So he's $100 more than Westbrook. But the dude's just been a walking triple-double just like Westbrook. No Jamal Murray. The offense is clearly just flowing through him. Uh, I I can't I can't say don't play him I I won't I won't tell anybody that he's gonna be my third favorite ranked high priced guy on the slate, but he just makes a whole lot of sense for cash and GPPs. He's just safe all around. Yeah, I think other people that are listening out there might be higher on him, and that's totally fine. You know, I, I think I'm higher on. Uh, at least one other guy, but um, uh, it was Steph Curry. But uh, yeah, Jokic probably he'd probably be my second high, uh, second favorite play of the uh, 10K and over guys. So I love him. Um, I also love some Will Barton at 5700. Um, he's just been taking on more of an offensive role without Jamal Murray. Obviously, I mean he's just gonna he's hitting those threes and bagging them left and right. Him or Michael Porter Porter Jr. are, are pretty much bound to go off, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. is about 2K more than him if I believe. Um, uh, in salary. So I do like some uh, Will Barton at that mid 5k range. And I will also look at, and I'm going to grit my teeth and bite my tongue while I do it, but I'm going to look at some Facundo Composo at 4,500 just because Monty <laughs> Morris isn't playing. I just, I, the guy frustrates me. He, he plays some scrappy defense though. And, uh, you know, it, he's, so he's going to get the minutes and, uh, and there's no Monty Morris. I mean, there's just no one else to play there. So, um, if he's, uh, if he's playing those big minutes, 4,500 is pretty, pretty fair. If he's hitting those threes and getting those steals like, like he can do, then, uh, he can hit value there, but, uh, not a guy I'm super high on. <laughs> did you, did you happen to catch what, uh, what the reporter, uh, asked uh, John Morant after the last game? Yeah. Yeah. I what he, he thought, yeah, I think he, he said, for those who didn't see it. Uh, yes, uh, yes, John Moran. He's like, yeah, you had Composo guarding you all the game. He's like, you know, would you, how, how would you think of his defense? And Moran kind of looked at the reporter and he said, you know, it was, it was maybe I'm paraphrasing wrong. He's like, what do you mean? I dropped thirty six on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <30, laughs> that's, I think that says what we need to see. Uh, nonetheless, I, I think he's better than what he showed against John Moran. John Moran just, you know, pulling a pulling like Composo, even though he's, you know, pretty new in the league. He's not young. Uh, Morant's a little bit more spry than him, but at 4,500, he's going to play 30 plus minutes. He's definitely in play. Uh, he's not going to score a whole lot of baskets. He will get hot from deep here and there, but he's mostly going to get it done defensively. He'll get you, you know, he could be one of those guys that gets you anywhere between two and three steals, chips in six or seven assists, gets a couple boards, scores 10 points. All of a sudden, you're looking at a 30 to 32 point game, and you'd be happy with that at 4,500. That's to me probably best case scenario, but he's definitely in play. He kind of, He'll probably fall in line with Brunson for me. Looking at those two guys, very similar price tags. I think, you know, both pretty comfortable, especially if we see Hardaway out. Brunson, I'd probably lean a little bit more just because I think the ownership would probably be a little bit further away from him. I think a lot more people would go towards Composo, just knowing that if they're not spinning up in Jokic, they're, they might want to still get some ownership in this game. But we'll have to we'll have to see. We'll have to kind of check this out and feel how things, uh, see how the cookie, cookie crumbles. And if uh, Hardaway even gets ruled out. But outside of those two guys, I don't think I'll be going to too much else. I don't argue with Barton, though. Uh, well, I guess his former team as well. I believe the Blazers drafted him, if I'm not mistaken. I couldn't tell you that. But... Yeah, I think he's played on a few teams by now. But I think the Blazers drafted him. So, eh, I guess there's always that revenge narrative. Taking out a little bit more offense with no Murray as well. On the Portland side of things, though, Lillard looking like he's all but out. If uh, yep, yep, probably going to be out. Good chance he's going to be out because I need him in my fantasy league. We are long. Playoffs. Why would he play for me? No big deal. But if he sits again, we'll probably just continue to see the same starting lineup with CJ McCollum signing over the point. Norman Powell playing the two. 
And uh, I believe they started uh, Derek Jones Jr. today, but they started Rondé Hollis Jefferson in the game prior, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. I believe it was Jones Jr. that starting uh, starting today. Uh, but either way, those two guys are splitting up that small forward position with uh, Covington. And then I believe they started Cantor as well tonight. So a little bit of a different scenario. We might see it switched up on the back-to-back where maybe they do a different starting lineup as they test different things. But it looks like uh, tonight's starters were, um, uh, sorry, McCollum, Paul, uh, Anthony, uh, Derek Jones Jr., and Covington. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Anthony. Boop. Go back. McCollum, <laughs> Powell, uh, Covington, and Jones Jr., and then yeah. Cantor at center. Yeah, as the starters. Right. Yeah, so a little bit different. The game prior, I believe they actually started Hollis Jefferson after they pretty much signed him off the street, which that always happens to him. But <laughs> a couple options. We know that the, we're going to want some exposure. Um, CJ McCollum coming in at 8,800. It's a good matchup. I don't want to say don't play him. I just don't think I can have too many shares. I just don't want to pay 8800 for CJ McCollum. I feel like his ceiling, it could be 50 It's there, but we're almost kind of like if you're playing him in a GPP, you, you really need that 50 Uh You're not going to be happy with 40 45 will, you know, wet your whistle, uh, but it's not going to do much more. You really want the 50 So that's that's all I'm really trying to get right here. I don't think I'm going to go to, you know, Powell's usually the guy I do go to, but at 66 probably won't have too many shares. If we see anything's going on with Nurkic, um, you know, he sat out this one. They said it's injury management, rest, so probably expect him to play. I think I can, uh, if he starts, I'll have some shares of Nurk at 5,400. He always plays well in this matchup. Believe it or not, this is one thing I remember about DFS, and it's Nurkic loves playing the Nuggets, and he loves going against Jokic because I don't know if these two guys were drafted right around the same time. Originally, Nurkic was going to be their center of the future until he slowly just lost the job to the Joker himself. So now, now looking in hindsight, that was the right move, but... Uh, there might be a little grudge involved there, but I, I, I could see myself having some shares of Nurkic and GPPs as a complete just, you know, pivot option. Nobody's going to play him. 5,400 plays 25 minutes. I could see him getting me 38 points in this kind of matchup, having a big game. Yeah, yeah, no pro- Yeah, definitely. Uh, I see what you're saying there. Um, I've got some, yeah, did some interest in McCollum, obviously, if, if Lillard's out. Uh, that is a steep price tag, but um, I don't mind it. I think he's just going to have a ton of usage. Um, do I have more interest in Powell? Uh, 6,600, like you said, it's still a steep price tag. Uh, I'm still interested if Lillard's, if Lillard's out. Um, just a ton of usage just to go trickle down to these guys. The one guy I don't think you did mention, um, if Lillard is out again, and again, this is only if Lillard's out. If Lillard's playing, um, I mean, maybe I play Lillard, but I don't. I don't think I have interest in any of these guys. But uh, if Lillard is out, I do have some interest in Carmelo Anthony, also at 4,300. Um, just again, usage and shots to go around. Um, those are the guys I want to snag if they do. They do have shots going around. So, um, do I land on these those guys a lot? Probably not. But uh, Melo might be one of those guys that I used to fill out my roster, uh, and that's about it. I like that. Uh, good call. Good call on the Melo. Gonna put a little star next to the name. I told you, I always come away with something, Keith. Always. <laughs> Always. That's like, that's not the only nugget I got from it tonight. There's been a few. Um, <laughs> that one's prominent, though. I kind of like that mellow play. Yeah, he was, the first, he was the first one off the bench. He's at, uh, you know, first one off the bench. He's got five shots up already. Of course, he's one for five, but that's just mellow. I should have said that. Mellow, <laughs> That's bound to happen, man. That's always going to happen. But, you know, you tried to insert him into that starting lineup. You tried to put six six blazers on the court when you were going through there, and you set up mellow right away. And I was like, you know, he's got to like him. He's trying, to, he's, try, he's trying to get six guys on the court for him. He, he's got to like him tonight. 
But we got one game left. Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Sacramento, taking on them Kangs. No game total. Or no, I'm sorry. No injury report. But there's probably no game total either. But no injury report for either team. No game total for either team. There is saying, a game total, actually. Oh, yes. There is. There is. Hold on. I'm looking. I... Is it not there? Did they take it down? It was there when I looked. I promise. You tell me what it is. Two, two, not... 239 when I looked was the game total. Kings Kings five point favorites. I'm, I'm looking. I don't I'm not seeing what I'm gonna do. Maybe they pulled, probably maybe they pulled it down. Maybe they pulled it down. I don't know. I, it was kinda strange to me because they're they're playing tonight, so uh I don't know why they would have a game total already, but I guess yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your word. It's a two thirty nine sounds about right. Um so yeah, we'll we'll go with that, man. I think that's probably about right. And like you said, these two teams are they're they're playing right now, and it was two thirty seven and a half, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, by the time it closed. So that sounds about right. Looking at the Timberwolves, we're seeing the matchup. Probably going to know pretty much, I guess, what we can expect. I guess the big question mark on this team, and I'm sure a lot of people when they scroll by his name, they they wonder and they think is today the day I could play D'Angelo Russell. Is he going to get the minutes increase? It is a back-to-back at 6,100. Is he in your player pool or you're just crossing him off? Oh, man, dude. It, I, he is 100% in my player pool. and I, th- I might just be uh, you know riding high because I did have some prop bets on him tonight. I had over 17.5 points and over 2.5 pointers and this dude hit it in nine minutes playing tonight. So uh, I'm pretty high in him at the moment. He's seven for nine from the field uh, as we're speaking here. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of interest in him. They just upped his minutes cap to 30. Um, you know, if he's getting 30 minutes of, of D'Angelo Russell, it is a back-to-back. That's the one concern. So we got to keep an eye on it. But if we're, you know, going to see he's a full go, which I think he should be because I think the, for whatever reason, the Timberwolves are just, bent on playing towns and, and, and all their guys as many minutes as they can, even in a season where they're not winning. Um, then, uh, then if we're getting 30 minutes then yeah, I've got a lot of interest in, in D'Angelo Rosso at 6,100. Um, I've also got some interest though in, um, uh, Anthony Edwards at 7,100, and I had some interest in him tonight as well. Uh, just a, a great matchup here against the Kings. And, uh, you know, that, that if it's a 239 game total, we got to, think about stacking these kind of games. So, you know, playing both those guys is even feasible. Um, probably won't do it myself, but in a GPP, if you go that route and they both pop off, oh man, you're winning that money. So those are the two guys I'm looking at. <laughs> I mean, you just probably like a little, if you can't see it right now, Keith, there's a little tear trickling down my <laughs> cheek. Uh, anybody that slots up in, in the shooting guard position or is a pseudo point guard, shooting guard, whatever you want to call it, going against the Kings, I have interest in. It's just one of my rules. Uh, I was all over D'Angelo Russell tonight. I wish I did the pod. Um, I I just love to target this spot. The one worry is the back to back. Obviously, if we think if we get the word that he's playing thirty minutes again, sign me up. Sixty one hundred, fantastic matchup. They just have not been able to guard a shooting guard for about two years now, and nothing is changing. Uh, Halliburton being on the court slightly helps, but it's not it's not altering my uh, my decision making when it comes to this. That's probably it. Don't mind Towns if you want to go that route, but. You know, at that point, find the extra six hundred dollars to play Jokic, in my opinion. But if you want to be contrarian to GPPs, he falls into that range with Luka Doncic, where these guys can just pop off for sixty or seventy every single night. Matchup proof wouldn't shock me, but I still prefer those other guys slightly more. Just a little bit more comfortable floors for me, and that's probably it. I don't see myself going to Rubio too too much. You'll probably see a few more minutes if Russell is limited because of the back to back, or if Russell's ruled out. And in that case, maybe you could take a stab at him at 48. But that's probably it for me. What about on the Sacramento side of things? Darren Fox, another guy. He's up to 10K now. So which I th- okay. what I thought was very, very unique is we have five point guards over 10K, six 
you know, 9,900 or more. So a lot of point guards that you can spend up on. And that's kind of where the, the problem with Fox kind of lies with me is that we talked about Curry. We talked about Westbrook. And when these guys are now in a difference of less than a K, the decision becomes a little bit easier for me. So I don't think I end up landing on Fox despite, you know, the matchup. The price tag is just too high and too close to those other guys for me. And to be honest, this is a great matchup. Uh, I can see myself maybe having some white side, just being a point per minute monster. He's starting to even get up there in price tag at 62. We've talked about a bunch of centers. That's probably the only guy I'm really going to be looking at. Don't want to pay that 7K price tag for Heald and Barnes. And Halliburton, it feels like 61. It's just right about right. About right. I'd rather see him be like 57, 58, and I'd consider him a little bit more. Yeah, I'm 100% right there with you, Mike. Um yeah, Fox. Uh, you know, I've got him here on my on my player pool list. I think he's he kind of falls in that same um, Doncic, uh, you, you know, area where it's like a great GPP pivot because no one's going to be on him. Uh, and if you do get on him and he has that big, you know, sixty point game, um, there you go. You got some money. But uh, yeah, Hassan Whiteside's the other guy. Also, I have here sixty two hundred, uh, but only if home sits. Obviously, you know, he'll get those minutes. And uh, like you said, just a points per minute monster. But um, probably not landing on these guys a whole lot. So same same as you. Same as Samesies. All right. <laughs> There's probably at least like a couple of listeners out there hoping that we never do that again. <laughs> uh, but, but that brings us home, my man. That's the uh, that's the 12 game slate that wrapped it up. That takes us back to the back to the starting line, full circle around the track. But we have our player tiers. We'll start off with the expensive tier. I got to stop being a gentleman because every time I let other people go first, they snag my plays. But I'm still going to be a gentleman, Keith, because I missed you and I didn't get to do it with you last week. So I'll let you dive into this first. Go with your uh, go with your high tier stud. All right. My high tier stud, I'm going to go um, with Paul George. And he's just kind of an easy. I'm going easier. So I'm going to give you the harder one. But uh, yeah, 9,300 uh, PG. He's a, a, a tad less pricey than the, the 10K and over guys. And uh, no Kawhi Leonard. So um, he's the only only remaining alpha dog in Los Angeles. Actually, both the teams because they have no Anthony Davis or, yeah. or LeBron James right now. So he's the only guy there. Uh, he gets kind of a tough matchup in this one, but he's going to have a ton of usage. So I, lo- I love his love playing him. I, I just knew that was going to happen, man. I, swear. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. There's no way he's actually going to do it and pick the guy I was going to pick. Considering this high price, there's like 11 guys over 10K. He's got to say one of them. Uh, no, he went Paul George. It's because he's an awesome player. So I'm glad that we're both on board with that. That's probably who I would have went with. Otherwise, I'll, I'll just take the cop out. I'll go Westbrook. Uh, if I'm spending probably 10-9, that's the guy I see myself doing it with the most. And outside of him, I'm not going to get a lot of people. I don't, want, I don't want to make people's life difficult. Curry's a great play, though, too. Uh, mid price range now, so we'll say you know uh, 8k or less, under 8k. We'll go, we'll go 12, you know, 12 games. I think normally we're at 7500 or less, but we'll do 8k because there's a nice 12 game slate. Who are you looking at? Under 8k, um, I think my my top play for the mid tier is probably going to be um, Kendrick Nunn. Honestly, I just think he's got a solid uh, solid. Uh, role even if Jimmy Butler and Bama Adebayo and Tyler Hero are playing uh, if they're not playing he's got just a huge upside because he's going to just have a more of, a, of an offensive role I think so um, Kendrick down at 5300 just seems like you're getting a lot of value there yeah no absolutely especially if those heat guys are rolled out like you said uh, really just put on a performance and he showed confidence here that's been like the theme I guess of this podcast but I don't know if you've seen those deep threes he was taking against Houston uh, when he's when he's on there and he's one of those top dogs and everybody else is out, he is not afraid to take that load and just kind of run with it. He's he's been a high usage guy when he needs to be, so I don't mind taking stabs at him whatsoever. I'm with you. I just want to see those uh, those Miami guys pulled out. But for my mid tier guy, 
I'm going to just keep it on brand, and I'm going to roll out Isaiah Stewart, 5600. Keep it on brand, baby. Uh, hopefully, some <laughs> of the, so hopefully some of this. Uh, I've been riding this, man. I'm going to keep riding it until the wheels fall off. It's that simple for me. I just see this guy playing at least 25 minutes. I've watched my Mavericks many of many times this season just get decimated by big rebounding centers. So I could I could <laughs> see that happening. Um, it's it's not been fun to watch, but it's fun to watch when you're when you're targeting the guys uh, in those games in your DFS lineups. So I think I'm just going to go back to the well on this one. Not as much of a home run uh, as when Plumlee's out. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play 100% ownership of Isaiah Stewart, but I definitely expect myself to be slightly over the field with him. But looking at the value plays, people under 5K, my friend, where can we go? So I have, uh, and again, this is going to be, there's a few guys I have on here. You're going to have to look at the delivery tomorrow if you have the DFS pass and uh, and take a look at these. But um, I'm going to put Doug McDermott, 3,900 out there, uh, and under the assumption that he plays. Because um, without Miles Turner and Zavonta Sabonis, they're going to need some big bodies, and he's going to play the power forward for them. Uh, they just simply have no no front court. I mean, there's no maybe not even any Goga uh, Batazde. So uh, Doug McDermott at the P- PF position, I like him. Uh, he's going to get some marginally higher usage without Sabonis um, having to contend with him for shots. So that's my value play. One guy we forgot to mention, and maybe you did and I just spaced out. I can't believe we didn't mention him. And I wish I did. And it's if Dylan Brooks is ruled out, DeAnthony Melton, 4,400. Uh, the dude exploded in his first game back after missing, I believe, it was eight or nine straight games with leg, lower leg soreness. And he played 41 minutes in that game, in that Denver game, and just exploded for 54 DK points. It's only if Dylan Brooks is out. He's kind of – he's been a mystery box as far as rotation and minutes all season <laughs> long with the Grizzlies. I think, I, I think that's the best way we could say it. Uh, but I feel a little bit more confident Brooks is out. This dude, they, he just performs every single time. He's been one of their best plus plus minus uh, players on the season. 4,400, I think he makes some great value play. But again, we want to see Brooks is out. So I'll give another caveat. And if I'll look at uh, Jalen Brunson, exact same price tag, if Hardaway Jr. is ruled out. So both those guys I have a good amount of interest in at 4,400 if their respective counterparts are ruled out. Now I have to I have to give you some crap because I, I stayed away from Daniel Tice because I thought that's who you're gonna grab, man. Come on. Where's the, oh, where's yeah. the Tice slip? Where's the Tice slip? No, <laughs> Tice is a great play too, but no, it's okay. We have some some good plays anyways. <laughs> I love it. You're trying to save it. That's a nice guy right there, and I'm a dirtbag. I need to pick him. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's it though. <laughs> you play some Tice too, why not? Get them all in there. Get the value. That brings us home. Get two studs. That's that might be the way to go. Stars and scrubs is probably going to be a lot of people's approach on this slate with all that, uh, with the value that we will have 12 games available and with the guys that we could pay for. I imagine that you see most lineups have two guys priced over 10 K, but brings us home. If you guys have a quick moment, you want to give us a thumbs up, rate review, five star. We really appreciate it. You can find us anywhere. Apple podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Wherever you listen to your podcast, we greatly appreciate it. It means the world to us. Uh, And like I always say, provide us the feedback. Let us know what you want to hear differently. We want to cater to you guys. We want to produce the best product that we possibly could. And the only way to do that is to hear your feedback. So, And if you want to give us a follow, you can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Keith at Ginsburg Beats, G-1-N-S-B-E-R-G-B-3-A-T-S. That's it, my good friend. Anything else you want to let the good people know before we take off out of here? Negatory. Just uh, come join us at the DFS Pass, and um, you know, let's hang out, let's talk, and uh, make sure we win some money. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget, we do this uh, DFS contest now. 
every Friday. We're just going to make it a Friday thing. It's been 25 people. We're raising it to 30. We're just going to give a little five people boost. We had a couple people that wanted to get in it last minute last time and couldn't. So make sure if you are, it's going to be Friday. You won't see the contest. Be tweeted out until either late Thursday or early Friday morning and just reserve your spot. If you want to get in it, but you can't set your lineup till later, reserve your spot, save it, make sure you're in it, and you will be entered. And uh, Keith, were you in the last one? I was not, but I'm going to get into this next one for sure. Let's, let's do it. Absolutely. I got smoked. Crush, crush everybody. No, I got smoked. So <laughs> I'm hoping. I took second, but, uh, by, but I lost by 50. So it wasn't, it was, uh, you know, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for you to DM me. Uh, I have a gift. This is going to be the second time in a row that our winner has won first place and they're going to get a free gift sent to them from me. And I'm not getting the messages. No one wants their gift. So somebody else win this contest and get this free gift. I got free gifts to give out and I want to give you guys gifts. Lots of gifts. I'm coming for it, Mike. Let's do it. (laughs) And listen, I think I already said what it would. You probably like it. If you have a favorite, I've been a basketball sports card memorabilia guy for years and years and years. I have plenty of memorabilia, autographs, rookie cards, just sweet, you know, numbered, serial numbered cards of all different players and teams. I better get that sweet Scott Burrell autographed. uh, I got a Scotty B. I got a couple. Come on, come on, man. Hit me with it. (laughs) Uh, Funny, funny thing before we get out of here. Uh, I actually used to be Scott Burrell's bartender as well oh wow. uh yeah one of my one of my early uh early 20s jobs i was when i was bartending at a bar next to quinnipiac college it's uh, a division one school in connecticut they're known for their hockey scott burrell used to be the assistant head coach there before i believe it is now it's mike dunleavy his sons is the coach there used to after after a couple games or something they'd pop over gin and tonic type guy gin and tonic for Scotty B. But <laughs> I'll take us home. We'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Santino. It'll be I. We'll be crushing it. Let's go out there. Let's take down some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.